Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Toto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations, and nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Hurry, big fellow. I'm Silver. Dan Reed cited Peter Brownlee as the boy struggled to load some heavy bundles on a seemingly docile burrow. A black horse stood by while Peter talked soothingly to the burrow. In the background was a small square cabin from which he'd carried his assorted packs. Here you are, Marilda. I say, can I give you a hand? Oh, ho, Victor. Oh, boy. Oh, hello. Now, yeah, sure, if you've a mind to. Phew, this one's mighty heavy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Well, wait till I get a hold of it. Here, now, we'll heave together. Ready? Yep. All right. Up a little bit higher. Yep. <sighs> there. That's one less to worry about. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, that's all right. You're a stranger in these parts, ain't you? Yeah, why? No reason at all. Just knew I hadn't seen you around. I'm Peter Brownlee. I used to live here. Oh, is that man that just walked out of the cabin, your father? That's a sheriff. Oh, what's he doing out here? Well, sir, like Uncle Lab used to say, that's a story if you've got a mind to listen. I'd like to hear it. Uncle Lab was all the kinfolks I ever had. Not that we was related by blood, you understand. 
Uh-oh. I reckon the sheriff's curious about you. Who are you, kid? Uh, my name's Dan Reed. I saw Peter here trying to load his burrow and stopped to help him. Yeah, well, that's fine. With the two of you working, you'll be out of here that much faster. Golly, sure isn't much help, is he? He don't care how I get out, just so I'm out of here, I reckon. Well, go ahead, Peter. Tell me what you started to when he came over. Oh, well, Uncle Lab, he raised me, and I was planning to go in the mining business with him. But about three weeks ago, I was cutting wood behind the cabin. going to strike it this morning. Wish he'd let me go down to the mine with him. Well, guess that does it. Now, hey, them rocks. They're walling up the tunnel. I better get down there quick. Peter, is your uncle in there? Yes. And I'm going for some help. It'll take ten men to dig through that. He went to get some help, and I went to get Doc Potts. By the time I got back with the doc, they were sending the dirt a flying. Oh, golly. Did they get him out? Yep, they got him out. But he was pretty much banged up. Didn't last long after that. Two weeks and he was gone. Gee, uh, that's tough, Peter. Yeah, I sure miss him. You kids near finished there? Almost. You've been working almost an hour now. Do less talking and more lifting. Uh, how come he's making you get out of here? Well, you see, the day after my uncle died, he came in. Peter. Howdy, Sheriff. I got some news for you that ain't going to be too pleasant. What is it? I knowed you always thought this place would be yours when old Ab died. Yeah, it is. You're wrong. It ain't. You see, I was out here with your uncle quite a bit after the cave-in, and he got up another will. Leaving the mine and the cabin and everything to his nephew, Les Andrews. He never said anything about another will. Of course, he wouldn't. Think he was going to advertise that he changed his mind, decided to do right by his only living relative? It wasn't that kind. He kept things to himself. Well, sure, if that's the way it is. That's the uh, way it is, all right. You'll uh, have to get out of here. It'd be kind of hard to, to leave the place. I don't care where you go, what you do. Just so as this place is empty when that city fella gets here to take over. Don't worry about that, I... I won't stay around long. Well, see that you don't. And uh, just to make sure of it, I'll see myself. So that's why he's here, you see, Dan, and that's why I'm pulling up stakes. Well, where are you planning to go? Oh, I don't know. Don't matter, I guess. No, stand still, Marilda. <laughs> Uncle Lab always said it was best to have your cooking stuff in easy reach. He was right there. That's about all, I reckon. Sure was nice of you to help me. Uh, here comes the sheriff again. See, you're all finished. It's about time, too. We got real all loaded up. Then and... you better get set to ride. I was just aiming to. You sure you took what was yours and the Ab stuff? You looked everything over. You know what I took and what's in them packs, things Ab gave me. Here, Victor. Here, boy. All right, Blackie. That's some horse, Dan. Sure is. I'd admire to have one like that myself. Where'd a kid like you get him? I, I didn't get him in this part of the country, Sheriff. Can you manage the burrow, Peter? Yeah, sure. Well, goodbye, Sheriff. Just see that you don't come back here anymore. Goodbye, and uh, good luck. Get up there, Get up, Peter. 
Say, I just thought of something. What? Why don't you come back with me and meet my friends? If you're not planning to go any special place and you don't have to be anywhere at any certain time... Yeah, but maybe they won't like it you're bringing me back to camp. The best way to find that out is to see for yourself. Come on, Victor. Get up for it. Lone Ranger's camp, high above the hills over Twin Rocks, the masked man and Tonto waited for Dan to return. Ho, 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 Here's the provisions, Tonto. Uh, you got him. And this is Peter Brownlee, sir. I met him in town and asked him to come back to camp for a while with me. Well, Peter, you're in time to have something to eat with us, if you will. You're, you're not outlaws, are you? Outlaws? No. Oh. <laughs> What's wrong? That horse. This must be the one you meant when you said there was only one horse faster than Victor in all the West. That's right. Silver travels like lightning. Hey, golly, I'm kind of hungry. Mister, I don't know who you are, but anybody riding a horse like that's all right with me. I met Peter shortly after I left town. Oh, here, Dan. Uh, Peter, thanks, everything right. seems quiet in Twin Rocks, huh? Yeah. Hardly any people about. Who are your folks, son? I don't think I know any Brownleys in this part of the country. I was telling Dan here that I'm going to hit... say the second will was brought up after Ab's death? Yeah. The sheriff says this Les Andrews, that's Ab's nephew, is doing town on the stage today. So that's why he's so anxious for me to pull out. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, Peter, you were saying you wanted to hit the trail. Tonto, Dan, and I, we're on the trail, too, in a sense. So why don't you stay with us for a few days? Gee, mister, I'd like that. Only I want to do some things for you if I'm going to be staying. Maybe take care of the camp's things or something. Uh, we'll keep you busy. In the meantime, you'll be good company for Dan. He doesn't often see boys of his own age. Uh, Tonto, how about the horses? Mm, them ready. Good. Tonto, I think you'd better ride into town to get a look at this nephew of Crowley's. Peter said he'd be on the afternoon stage. Uh, we do it. In the meantime, I want to question some of the men around here about Ab. He doesn't sound like the sort of a man who'd make spur-of-the-moment decisions. Me go now. Good. Comes the stage. Yep. Right on time, too. Hi there, Sheriff. Howdy, Jake. You uh, waiting for somebody? Yep. At least I think you'll be on this stage. Oh, over there. Oh, 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 oh you Oh, oh, oh there. Uh, Mr. Andrews? Yes. You must be Sheriff Beasley. That's right, I am. I'm here to welcome you to Twin Rocks and tell you how sorry I was about your uncle. Thank you, Sheriff. It's mighty nice of you to go to all this trouble to meet me. I don't know much about uh, your town. No, I thought you wouldn't. Uh, how about stepping into my office for a few minutes and we'll go over to the hotel. I already made a reservation for you. Well, that suits me fine. All right. It's over this way, Mr. Andrews. Quite a sizable town, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's getting bigger all the time. Oh, it brings a lot of people from the east to the west. I, uh, I imagine it does, Sheriff. I see you have Indians out here, too. Oh, yes, a few here in town. Most of them are for the west, though. And here we are, right in here. My, that was quite a cozy reception you gave me, Sheriff. It'll look better if everybody thinks we never laid eyes on each other before. Savvy? Don't worry. I'm not for taking chances any more than you are. Chances? 
You need to talk about chances? Who's doing all the work? Who got Crowley out of the way in the first place? Yeah? And who's getting half of the mine? You ain't doing this just to pass the time away. Remember that. If you play this right, the richest claim in the whole West is ours. You take care of your part of the bargain, and I'll take care of mine. Just stay away from cards, not at cafes. When does the will come up for probate? Tomorrow afternoon, so you just got here in time. I guess we can go over to the hotel, but uh, remember what I told you. I want to get these bags unpacked. We'll get ready with the hotel. Say, who is that Indian? Where? The one riding off over there. Oh, he's just an Indian. Why, what's eating you? Nothing. I didn't like the way he looked at us. Later, when Sheriff Beasley opened his door to a masked visitor, his small, shifty eyes widened in fear and amazement. Vainly, he tried to identify the man. But neither his voice nor his powerful build reminded the sheriff of anyone he'd ever known. Mister, you knocked on the wrong door. I'm the sheriff in this town. That mask means one thing. The mask doesn't mean what you're thinking, sheriff. And I haven't knocked on the wrong door. It's you I want to see. Close the door. Who do you think you're talking... We'll talk- be able to talk better with the door closed, sheriff. You better state your business and be quick about it. I've uh, come to talk to you about Abner Crowley's will. What about it? I think it's a fake. Oh, you do, huh? It- uh, what makes you think so? I spent the afternoon talking to men who knew Ab, knew him well. From what they've told me, I'm sure he wasn't the kind of a man who'd change a will to favor someone he'd never seen before. He wouldn't cut Peter Brownlee off without anything, and the boy had been as close to him as his own son. Peter wasn't any blood relation to the old man. It ain't unusual to want to keep things in the family. Seems pretty plain that's what Ab had in mind. Do you have the will or a copy of it? No, I haven't. If you'll take a tip from me, you'll mind your own business. Then you don't intend to look into this at all? If I look into it, it'll be in my own way. Sheriff, you're making a mistake. Uh, you ornery varmint. I'll show you not to come in here and talk to me like that. Hold on. Who has the will? Judge Hancock has it, that's who. You'll see him soon enough when you come to trial. I'm arresting you for a dangerous outlaw. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. As the sheriff moved to arrest him, the masked man reached for his guns and glanced at the lamp burning on the table. Go on an officer of the law, will you? That just proves that. It just proves law. it'll be a little harder for you to follow me in the dark, Sheriff. Light. Bless your heart. Wait a minute. Come back here. Hey, boy. Any big fella. Come on, sit there. Tell me where Judge Hancock lives. Just keep it going. It's the first big white house you come to. Thanks. Come on, big fella. That must be it. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Oh, steady, big fella. 
Somebody who wants to talk to you, Judge. Uh, just step right in, stranger. Mask. May I come in, Judge? I'd like to talk to you. Yeah, come on in. Mister, I don't know who you are, but you don't sound like the kind that'd have to be wearing a mask. What's on your mind? I'm glad you feel that way. I haven't time to tell you my reasons. But I want to see a copy of Abner Crowley's will. Crowley? That will comes up for probate tomorrow, stranger. What do you want to see it for? Well, to explain would take a long time. If it's being probated tomorrow, I have to move fast. Well, sir, like they say in court, it's mighty irregular. But it must be powerful important to bring you here at this hour. Yeah, here it is. Just studying it myself a while back. Oh, let me see. Hmm. What's wrong? Do you happen to know when Peter Brownlee's birthday is, Judge? Peter? Let's see. Uh, I believe it's the 17th. Why? That's what I thought. Thank you, Judge. I'll see you tomorrow in court. Riding back to camp, the masked man found Dan Reed and Peter Brownlee sitting by the camp. Oh, Silver Cowboy, who? Peter. Yes, sir. What was the name of the doctor who took care of your uncle after the cave in? Doc Potts. Well, where can I reach him? I reckon he could be almost anywhere. Gets calls from about three counties, being he's the only sawbones in these parts. Well, where does he live? About a mile the other side of Lazy River. Toto, I'm going to bring the doctor back here. I might have trouble locating him, so I don't know how long I'll be. Whatever happens, don't let the judge turn that mine over to Les Andrews. Do you understand? Huh? Nice savvy. I'll be back as soon as I can, Kimosabi. Come on, Silver. The Lone Ranger urged his great horse on and on. At length, fording Lazy River, he stopped at a small square cabin. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, oh. The Doc Potts here? Huh? What's that? The doctor here, ma'am. Somebody sick? He's needed the Twin Rocks. Well, do you want to wait for him? Oh, no, thank you, ma'am. I'll go to Scarsville for him. Oh, it's a long ride, stranger. We'll make it. We have to. Come on, Silver. As the powerful horse covered the miles, darkness gave way to dawn. Back in the camp, high above Twin Rocks, Dan and Peter were mounting their horses. Peter wants to show me the mine tunnel, so we'll ride out there and then meet you in town. Uh huh. Me be in courtroom. As long as we get there before Ab's nephew takes over, nobody can kick us off. Get up, Blackie. Get up, Victor. We're almost there. See, there's a cabin ahead of Pete. Uh-huh. We turn this way a bit. It's quite away from the city, isn't it? You have to... What's wrong? Say, there are two horses. See them over there? I wonder what... That looks like the sheriff's horse. Well, who'd be with him? I don't know, unless it be Andrews. Come on, let's go in. Whoa, whoa, oh, Blackie, oh, whoa. Picture, oh, boy. Oh. If we sneak up on them quiet like they won't hear us coming. Well, maybe we shouldn't go in, Peter. Huh? This mine don't belong to him yet. I told you it's the richest mine in this part of the country. Began to believe you. Yes, sir. You can thank me for putting a slice of it right in your lap. Yes, now, doggone well, the reason you picked on me was because you wanted someone you could trust. This works 50-50. Don't forget it. 50-50? <laughs> Who blasted the rocks It meant the end of Crowley? Who set up the will? Not you. You come in on the stage from Dodge City to meet up with half of a gold mine that's yours for the taking. Ah, take it easy. There's enough gold here for both of us. No use arguing about it. 
Now, look at this nugget. First time I ever saw anything that size. And that's just a sample. Middle of this rock's blasted away. Did you hear that? He killed Ab. He must have started the caving. I remember him now. He was here when I come and running. Why, oh, that dirty crook. He... Hey, watch it, Pete. Those rocks are loose. Who's that? Hey, there they are. Two kids. Come on, Peter. Let's get out of here. No, you don't. Stop from this. Hey, got you. Get the other one. Hey, let go of me. What are you doing here? You... Oh, so it's you, huh? Well... You know these two? No, this here's a kid to live with Crowley. I heard what you said. You killed Ab. Shut up. Never mind letting him talk. You won't for long. I'll get the law on you. You murdered him. That's what you did. <laughs> Listen to him. You're forgetting that I'm the law in these parts. You're going to be sorry you ever crossed my path. You won't get away with this. No. You're pretty nosy for a young kid. There are lots of people in Twin Rocks who are on the side of the law, real law. And when they find out you murdered that They're going to find out. We have to get rid of these two. We'll get rid of them all right. And fast. Bring what's left of that dynamite over here, Liz. What are you going to do? The same thing I did to Crowley. Only this time there won't be no one to dig him out. Take it outside. We're walling up the front of this tunnel. <laughs> you can take your choice of being pinned beneath the rocks or getting back out of the way. One way or the other, they won't live to tell what they heard, eh? set it off right away. Looks like I got you into this, Dan. Uh, he's holding all the cards, Peter. Looks as though the only thing for us to do is get as far back in the tunnel as we can. We could run for it. Yeah, we'd never get past him. Yeah. I always wanted to see a charge set up. Come on, Peter, back! As the sheriff and Les Andrews stood back watching the rocks wall up the mouth of the tunnel, Victor sensed Dan's danger. Turning, the horse started toward town. Empty stirrups flying as his hoofs thundered over the miles. Peter's horse, Blackie, riderless, followed him. Judge Hancock and the townsmen were mounting the steps of the courthouse when Victor and Blackie ran up the main street of Trin Walks. Silver stood at the hitch rack as the Lone Ranger dismounted and talking to a quiet, gray-haired man was with him. But at the sound of the approaching hoofbeats, the masked man and the splendid white stallion both stood listening intently. Toto. Not Dan. Toto. Victor Riderless. Something's happened to Dan. Whoa, boy. Steady, Victor. Whoa. Dan, Dan, go to the mine. Lead to the mine, and something's wrong. Doctor, you better ride with me. Judge Hancock. Yeah? Steady, big fella. There's no time to waste. Follow me, and I'll explain later. All right. Come on, Silver. Come on, Silver. Led by Victor, the Lone Ranger raced to the mine where the two boys were imprisoned. A puzzled but curious judge followed him and still further behind with the townsmen, all of them sensing brewing excitement. Outside the mine, Victor stopped just as the sheriff and Les Andrews were preparing to ride off. Just a minute, Sheriff. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Come here, ride with this mask, hombre, Judge. The mine. Dan and Peter must be in there. Come on, men. Steady. Two boys are trapped in the mine. men needed no further urging. Working quickly, they dug at the wall, prying loose the stones and rocks to free the two boys. I was here to dig up. Seems like an awful lot of caving ins happen at the Sarah Jane. Darn thing must be jinxed. We're almost through. Here, Toto. This rock here. here. That does it. Golly. Are you all right, Dan? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm fine. And Peter. You saved our lives, mister. But did you get the sheriff? Uh, them two must have been trespassed or this wouldn't have happened. No, sir, we weren't. 
The sheriff murdered Ab Crowley. You can't hey, prove what? that. Did you hear what the kid said? Murder. Quiet, men. What do you mean, Dan? We heard him talking to Les Andrews in the mine. That was before they discovered us. You ain't going to believe that, Judge. Both of them are telling the same story. Yeah, one of them is going to lose a Sarah Jane if that will is probated. Ain't it likely he'd go to any lengths to hold on to it? I've been living in Twin Rocks all my life. I'm an officer of the law. By thunder, it's my word against theirs. He's been a sheriff here a long time. Yeah, him and Ab was good friends. Maybe that cave-in that killed Ab was accidental. And furthermore, who is this young whippersnapper that calls himself Dan Reed? I never heard of him before. Did any of you? Just a minute, Sheriff. You claimed you witnessed the will Ab Crowley signed. Yes, I did. Judge Hancock, you have the will with you? I stuck it in my pocket before we left Twin Rocks. Why? Glance at the date on it. You'll find it's dated a week after the cave-in. Yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, that's right. Peter told me the cave-in occurred on the 17th, his birthday. He also said Ab's hands were so badly hurt he couldn't raise a glass of water to his lips. Dr. Potts here will tell you it was physically impossible for Abner Crowley to hold a pen, let alone use it to sign his name. This man's telling the truth, Judge. I took care of Ab for the last two weeks, and I can say he was hardly conscious half the time. The first thing I'm going to do, Sam, is to take that badge off you. Go on, Clem, take it off him. Yeah, wait a minute. Shut up. And as for you, Les Andrews, you can be sorry for the day you ever stepped on the stage for Twin Rocks. Well, you, you got me into this. You got yourself into it. You was with me every step of the way. It don't matter who got who into what. You're both going to jail. Now, the first will I've made is going to be considered by the court, son. The court will be your guardian and the Sarah Jane's in your name. Gee. Well, Judge, I guess you have the masked man to thank for uncovering a murdering sheriff. No telling what might have happened if you hadn't caught him. The masked man will... Hey, where is he? Gone. And Dan's gone, too. What's this in my pocket? A silver bullet. Son, it looks like we'll never know who to thank. But he sure did you a good turn. I know who to thank, all right. And believe me, I'll never forget him.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.